Please lower your head and watch your step while boarding. Welcome to the Attractions Podcast. You are all clear for dispatch. Have fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 221 of the Attractions Podcast, sponsored by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. I am Seth. And I'm Carly. And we are here to talk to you about the latest and greatest in theme park news and more, as well as what's going on in our own lives. Normally, this is what I ask what you've been up to, but you and I have both been up to the same thing. Uh, We both we're at Epcot. We passed like ships in the night. Yep. <laughs> uh, I was there on two days and you were there on another day and they did not overlap. Uh, but we both got to uh, visit the park and check out uh, the new Dreamers Point, which finally opened with the World Celebration Gardens uh, on December 5th. And I got to check out Luminous. So how was your trip? It was great. It was a whirlwind. I just tried to pack in a lot. Um, the holidays are just my favorite time. And so I just have to try to do it all. So I spent most of my time at Epcot. Uh, it mm-hmm. is one of my favorite festivals tied with Festival of the Arts. Yep. And two of my favorite returning food items are back. So that is what I had, the uh, turkey dinner from American oh. Holiday Table. Yes. And then also the turkey poutine from Refreshment Court. And mm. I'm happy to say that they were just as amazing as always. So good. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I uh, was there with uh, some some friends uh, and uh, we we had a few uh, a few bites around the world. I got to say the one that I had, I'm not a tamale fan in general, but the uh, tamale from the yep. stand that's uh, kind of out, outside of the green zone um, uh, play area uh, over by the uh, the fry cart. That was one of the best tamales I've ever had, and it's vegan. I uh, heard so many people. Yeah, plant based, fantastic. Um, yeah, uh, I just so think the quality with this festival every year I think is really top notch. There's mm-hmm. not a ton of food, you know, like uh, food and wine and whatnot, but there's just there's a lot of options, sweet and savory, mm-hmm. and I feel like every single time it's been so consistent, at least yep. in my experience. And speaking of sweet, uh, inside the Odyssey, they got a great collection of cookies and cakes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many cookies. I I really liked the salted caramel uh, Spaceship Earth cookie. Uh, yeah, it's got a, a nice class. crunch on the outside. It's got a, a, a ooey, creamy center. Perfect blend. Yeah, that's great. I, I like the uh, mini red velvet bun cake that mm. is also from there. It's super good. Yeah. And um, I have to say... I, you know, we're all jaded Disney fans. We don't like change, but I have to say the update at Epcot is wonderful. Loved it. Well, okay. Yes. Let's talk first about the new, uh, finally got the construction walls down in the center of the park. Uh, You know, Fountain, Fountain of Nations is gone. Um, sad to say, uh, but what do you think of uh, the rest of it? The Dreamers Point, the Walt statue, and uh, and the area around it. Yeah. So my first experience was at nighttime, and it is mm. wonderful. It, I was trying to explain it to someone, and I guess kind of the best thing I could do is like compare it to those traveling projection light art exhibit things. Mm. You know, it's kind of a multi-sensory experience. You have lights going, you have atmospheric music going. You know, they have the original score. It's all in sync with the lights going up on Spaceship Earth. And it was just like, I was moved. And I'm, you know, I feel like I'm kind of hard to impress sometimes with that stuff. And I 
absolutely loved it at night. The colors, it's just, it's so beautiful. And it's just, it's not at all what I expected it to be. Yeah, um, there's uh, there's not a lot of places in Orlando theme parks that you can call serene, mm-hmm. uh, but it's genuinely like a chill vibe at night um, right. when, uh, you know, the 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 lights are, you know, they're colorful, but they're not like strobing, flashing in your face. You can find right. a comfortable chair with a place to charge your phone. Um, you know, there's like kind of di- it's not just like uh, one aesthetic to the whole thing there's kind of different little pods and environments and yeah you know aesthetically uh especially in in the sunlight in the daytime uh it kind of looks like a little generic a little like better homes and gardens or you know hgtv uh you know not very distinctly disney necessarily but the atmosphere at night uh is just kind of magical Absolutely. I mean, I think it's the kind of place where if I'm going to meet up with a bunch of people, I'll say, hey, come meet at, you know, mm-hmm. the picnic table over here. Yep. And you can all grab drinks or snacks from wherever and just kind of like sit and enjoy. And, which and can we just like- say Epcot needs picnic tables and places to just sit? Like it is a park full of people balancing their, their plate on top of a, a trash can. Yes. And especially once that festival center opens up, uh, that's kind of like the last big components got to fall into place. But um, it's great. There's like, uh, you know, high, high benches or like high um, bar tops. Yep. And then nearby also lower ones. So you've got a mix of different seating options. And uh, yeah, I think that especially uh, I was going to say during festival season, but it's always festival season. There's (laughs) There's like four days that it's not festival season. Uh, Yes, I hopefully I'm wondering if they're going to put. You know, in some of those seating areas, there's definitely some space for some booths. So I'm mm-hmm. wondering if that will be in the future, next year, if the festivals will utilize that space. But regardless, there's room to sit. And, you know, it was yeah. really crowded at, at Epcot this weekend. And there's still plenty of spots to sit in that area. I mean, I'm yes. sure people are going to catch on, but um, great spot. Yeah, great place to chill and great place to sit and wait uh, before luminous starts Mm -hmm. uh the new fireworks show now i know you didn't get a chance to see it in person have you got a chance to watch any videos or are you still spoiler free no i'm I'm kind of spoiler free i mean i know the rundown i heard you know heard reviews from people uh it it was a really busy weekend at epcot so you know my tolerance for epcot especially as the sun starts to go down and it gets wild Uh, you know i get out i'm i'm right there with you uh the second time i saw it uh i was you know standing back in a crowd uh between mexico and norway which is by the way uh, a great angle to watch it from um uh especially because there's some really intense uh launches there are these low-lying rockets that go from the shoreline towards the center uh that fire right from around there and boy it made me jump hard more than once a very visceral experience but uh i had an incredible night the first time that went to see luminous uh thanks to our sponsors mei and mouse fan travel they uh rented out the area behind the uk pavilion for a private party um that uh you know becky uh who owns that agency um thank you so much for inviting us and thank you very much to matt and jackie uh for not being able to take up that invitation and handing it over to me well they're doing uh, something pretty fantastic right now. yeah they are <laughs> all that whole crew uh is going on an amazing uh 
river cruise on the Danube right now in Europe. Um, so uh, I don't feel too bad for them that they missed uh, the Luminous Party. No. But it was uh, a perfect place to watch the show from. Uh, incredible angle, uh, great food, uh, great hot cocoa. Um, th so thank you so, so much for MEI and Mouse Fan Travel for organizing that. Uh, and I'll, you know, I'll keep it short and say I really enjoyed this show much more than the last Epcot show or the Epcot show before that one. Uh, <laughs> you'd have to go back to Illuminations to find one uh, that's this satisfying. Um, there's a, uh, it, it, it hits all the feels in the right places for me, uh, especially once they get to, you know, that mashup of uh, when somebody loves me with uh, remember me, um, you know, that's, that's, that's getting you right there. Oh, um, yeah. And plus uh, they don't hold back on the pyro. Um, you know, this is not using a lot of like, you know, projection mapping and fountains and stuff to make up for the fact that they want to save money on fireworks. Oh no, this is like full on big, loud pyrotechnics uh, from start to finish. Oh yeah, I, I saw um, them as like they were getting set up with all the, the little boats. There's so many out it's, there. It's, it's like it's like a whole Navy out there, um, and, but it doesn't block up the view all day long. It doesn't have a giant hoop and you don't have to be standing at one particular angle in order to see a screen. Uh, you can you can see this pretty much anywhere you get a, have a view of the middle of the lagoon from. So much more accessible. I, I think this one's going to last. I hope so. Because um, I, I, I really enjoyed it a lot. Uh, looking forward to seeing it again many times in the future. I love it. All right. Well... Uh, so that about wraps up what we've been up to. And now I think it's time for us to leap into the news in the queue. All right. We are starting out this week at Universal Studios in Japan where they have officially confirmed lots and lots of details about the Donkey Kong Minecart Madness roller coaster uh, that is opening up in 2024 there. And we are going to see a near clone of it uh, in 2025 here at Epic Universal in Orlando. I am so excited to finally get to ride this thing after years of seeing plans and prototypes because this is truly a first of its kind roller coaster. Yes. I mean, I'm already hyped. And if it wasn't enough, the merchandise they released last mm -hmm. week of all the Donkey Kong hats, ears. Oh my God. It like over the top hype now. <laughs> so in case you haven't been following all the developments of this coaster, uh, uh, you know, listening to every video by Alicia Stella over at uh, Orlando Park Stop. Uh, here's the deal. This is an expansion coming to the Super Nintendo world in uh, Japan, uh, which is very similar to the Super Nintendo world that uh, we've got in Hollywood right now. Um, this is a new Donkey Kong Country section, and the uh, the headliner ride is going to be a roller coaster that seems like it's able to jump off of the minecart track leap over gaps and then land on another track. And the way it does this is by having a secret hidden track 
which is the real track that your uh, ride vehicle is is attached to uh, underneath uh, the fake track that it looks like you're on. Um, yeah, it's very track. complicated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a really cool design. It's a, it's kind of a marvel of engineering, and I hope that the physics of it all work and that it doesn't just snap off the boom and go flying. I volunteer uh, tribute. I'll try. <laughs> But uh, on just yeah, you volunteers, uh, uh, may the odds be ever in your favor. Uh, well, they uh re revealed some more details at a press event, uh, about this on December 5th. Um, you know, they'd confirmed that they were building this all the way back in 2021, but now they've uh shown video renderings. Uh, they've talked about how uh, it's going to start with you getting blasted out of a barrel can cannon at the Golden Temple. Uh, they've confirmed that the nemesis, the antagonist in the ride, is Tiki Kong. Uh, and we've heard that there's going to be some kind of dark ride show scenes inside. might feature an animat animatronic of them. Um, and uh, that, as we said, you're going to seem to leap over portions of collapsed track so cool yeah no uh, i'm the only thing i'm afraid of is that the uh hourly capacity of this ride uh will not be high enough to keep up with the demand because it's going to be real visually appealing like you're going to see the carts going around outside this giant temple uh and leaping over these gaps and everyone's going to want to ride it uh yeah, it's going to be like the next hagrid's essentially. yeah yeah <laughs> pretty much pretty much um, well, as I mentioned, uh, this is getting ready to debut in 2024 in Japan, uh, but we can already see pictures of how far along it is here at Epic Universe in Orlando, uh, even though that one won't open until 2025. Uh, the two rides will be really similar. I think one difference is they've got just fog in one spot where we're going to have a whole waterfall. Um, but the other cool thing is this is not just a single ride. This is a whole, like I said, mini land uh, mm -hmm. that's going to have a meet and greet um, with uh, Cranky Kong. And uh, it's also going to have more interactive games. My, my favorite thing about uh, yeah. Super Nintendo World in Hollywood is being able to punch the blocks with a power-up band and uh, play the key challenges. This is going to have all new challenges, uh, new power bands that you can buy or you can use the old ones. Um, but you're going to uh, be able to collect the letters K-O-N-G uh, and hopefully have some, uh, you know, stamps and uh, digital awards in the app uh, for achieving that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, it looks really cool. There's They posted a great video, I believe, on Instagram, Universal Studios Japan, how you mm -hmm. can see essentially how you'd walk to the new land and I really mm -hmm. put the visuals all in taste, but it's like another land. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's uh, basically like a portal in the back of the existing land that leads to this whole new area. And it's, uh, it's really got its own uh, theme, its own environment. Um, and it's, as you mentioned before, its own merchandise. Yes. Um, everything from a Donkey Kong headband. Uh, these are not Mickey ears. <laughs> Donkey and Diddy Kong in, in barrels. Oh, boy. Uh, snacks, chocolate treats. Um, and those are all going on sale uh, right now. They went on sale December yeah. 6th only at yes, Universal Studios Japan. 
people already getting them. I'm sure you can get them from some, uh, you know, personal shoppers online. <laughs> I, I'm really hoping that uh, maybe in 2024 we get a preview store, a tribute store, um, you oh. know, bringing some of this uh, Super Nintendo World merchandise here a little early ahead of 2025 because I cannot wait till 2025. Fingers crossed. Well, uh, Universal Studios Hollywood did that. They teased, you know, in advance. Yes all the merch so i uh, love that stuff i hope they do that too all right next up uh we are going to talk a little bit about disneyland and we're going to talk a lot more disneyland a little later uh but for a tease we are going to talk about disneyland after dark uh these are the after hour events at disneyland park in anaheim and they are coming back in a big way in 2024 uh they're going all in on some of these with lots more nights and uh one event with a brand new theme uh yes i have am, you been I'll be to... honest i'm not no i'm not an after hours girl i'm just gonna like it's that's not my thing but yeah. i will be changing my tune because there's one we'll get into that i think is so cool that's, that's your jam <laughs> Well, these are uh, okay. So these are hard ticket events. So they're similar to a um, a, a Jollywood Nights uh, at Hollywood Studios, or um, you know, another uh, a Halloween party like Oogie Boogie over in California Adventure. Um, they're not quite as long hours. They're not quite as elaborate. Um, and all these are taking place this year at Disneyland Park, the Villains yeah. Night that they had at. Uh, DCA seems to be DOA. Yeah. Um, I think the best way to describe it is like you're not really going for a Christmas or thing. It's just you're going for rides, mm -hmm. special characters, yeah. some food, some entertainment. Um, it's just I like that they use the word after hours event because it mm -hmm. is different than a party. Mm -hmm. um, well, the first one uh, this year coming up starting on January 23rd uh, with multiple dates running through. Uh, Valentine's Day, the 14th of February, is Disneyland After Dark Sweethearts Night. Uh, and this one is going to feature a cavalcade of royal characters through the park, dances with princes and princesses uh, at a royal ball near It's a Small World, uh, dance parties around the park, um, Sweet treats and savory items, of course, uh, including a new shortbread cookie churro with strawberry Ooh. cheesecake dipping sauce Yum. Uh, and specialty menu items at several restaurants. Yes, this is fun. I love like the people watching at these and seeing the costumes that mm -hmm. uh, people come up with. But the new one that I am hyped for. Yes, uh, I knew this one was yes. going to be right up your alley. Yes, Disney Channel Night. It's only mm -hmm. two nights, which makes me a little nervous uh, about trying to get tickets. I feel like it's going to be like an Oogie Boogie Bash situation because I know people are like freaking out over this. It's going to be really popular. And that's yeah. March 5th and 7th only. So just two yeah. nights. Two nights only. They're testing the waters. But uh, like I said, like you said, if it's as popular as you predict, uh, this will probably be back in force next year. Um, and this, uh, this kind of covering multiple generations of disney channel yeah. fans so uh if you uh were a high school musical fan they're gonna have a pep rally celebrating songs from the franchise uh phineas and ferb are getting a dance party in tomorrowland uh there's gonna be camp rock karaoke uh the descendants are taking over yeah. the sailing ship columbia 
you're going to have photo backdrops for Lizzie McGuire and the Cheetah Girls. Uh, and, of course, specialty food and dining around the park. Uh, they yes, didn't... I really love how they. it's a kind of a wide range yeah. of Disney Channel eras, you know. And they didn't bring back, like, the grad nights and the throwback nights. So I guess this is the, the closest thing that they've got to that this year. Right. Um, so for both of these events, uh, the Sweetheart Nights and the Disney Channel Nights, uh, tickets are going on sale. Pre-sale, if you're a Magic Key holder, starts December 12th, which yes. if you're listening to this, this live week. is tomorrow, uh, this week. Uh, uh, that'll start at 9 a.m. Pacific time on Disneyland.com. If you're not a Magic Key holder, December 14th is the date when those go on sale. Um, in addition, uh, we've also got Star Wars Night coming back. Uh, that's going to run April 16th through May 9th on select dates. And Pride Night is happening on June 18th and 20th. We don't have all the details on that quite yet. Um, the on-sale dates are those are coming in a couple of months. Uh, but mark those on your calendar if you're interested in attending those. Yes, they're going to be very popular. There's a lot of the Star Wars nights. Uh, so mm. this also means if you are going to Disneyland in 2024, the park will be closing early uh, quite a few nights. Exactly. That's uh, I just scheduled a trip out there uh, very deliberately for uh, late February uh, to early March. Uh, I am leaving on the 5th. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, uh, yeah, it is great if you are attending one of these events. Um, if you are investing in a full day park ticket, uh, and getting kicked out of the park early because the parks are closing on those early on those nights, that's not so great. Uh, and it can also really pump up attendance in the evenings at DCA as people with, uh, park hoppers or annual or magic keys, uh, move out of Disneyland and flood over into the other parks. So, Absolutely. and you know, we're very lucky at Disneyland. A lot of times it's open till midnight, you know, which is not something we mm -hmm. can say about Walt Disney World. So sure. this will be, you know, a, yeah. definitely a, affect your vacation experience. Absolutely. All right. Uh, next up, not too far from Disneyland. Uh, we talked not long ago about how Knott's Berry Farm was, uh, and the other Cedar Fair parks were becoming part of the Six Flags family. And I mentioned that I was a little afraid that that might mean that the uh, the DC and Looney Tunes characters would displace the Peanuts and Charlie no. Brown characters. Well, thank goodness uh, Camp Snoopy is not just sticking around at Knott's Berry Farm, uh, but on Memorial Day weekend of 2024, it will be reborn uh, with updated attractions, new additions uh totally reimagined uh dining and uh, show areas uh they are giving camp snoopy a glow up uh which means that they should be around for many years to come yeah i was really happy when this news just came out because after the merger was announced you know i'm yep. like I have, a, I have a good feeling that knots will be okay because it's so historic so much history there and I think this is kind of solidifying my thoughts mm -hmm. that we don't have to worry. Yes, absolutely. Uh, they would not be investing all this if they if they thought that uh, no. Snoopy and friends were going anywhere. So uh, the, the area is going to uh, be inspired by the California High Sierras. Um, 
uh, or it actually, in fact, already is. Um, but uh, it, it's been there since uh, 1983. Uh, but this is definitely the biggest uh, upgrade that it has gotten. Uh, and it will be um, focused around uh, a new coaster that is going to be a perfect first coaster experience for little kids called Snoopy's Tenderpaw Twister Coaster. Uh, and it's got uh, this adorable lead car. Uh, it looks like a Jeep with a sculpture of uh, a Snoopy uh, as the Beagle Scoutmaster yes. <laughs> driving the vehicle. Um, and uh, it's pretty unique in that it's going to be the only family coaster that has both a lift hill and a pint-sized launch. Um, you'll get to go through the ride twice, uh, do two laps around. Uh, so give you a little more uh, value for your weight in the queue. Yes. No, I, I love this because there's so many thrill attractions there, you know, the big mm -hmm. coasters and whatnot. So it's great to have some more stuff for like the entire family to do. Yeah. Uh, the other big ride uh, for the area is going to be Camp Snoopy's Off-Road Rally, uh, which is the current Rocky Mountain Trucking Company attraction that's being given a makeover. Uh, and this is going to let you ride a Jeep uh, with a member with Snoopy or uh, one of his friends through an expanded track uh, of terrain uh, around the area with funny road signs and obstacles to see along the way. Very fun. I just love everything they do. You know, they really honor the Peanuts legacy. You know, they have a little museum sometimes mm -hmm. set up. They have all the specialty treats. So I'm kind of really happy that they're going, you know, all in. Yeah. Uh, some other uh, things to keep an eye out for. Um, Sally's Swing Along is going to be a giant swing. Um, there's going to be uh, kind of an obstacle course, almost looks like a little mini Tom Sawyer Island mm -hmm. uh, with a barrel bridge and a waterfall to explore. Um, and the Grand Sierra Railroad ride that uh, goes all around the area is being upgraded into the Beagle Express uh, with new little vignettes along the tracks to look out for. Uh, and I'm excited uh they've got a stage they've been you know done little stage shows mm -hmm. but there's never been a lot of shade or a lot of uh, seating so they've expanded camp snoopy theater uh more benches and it's got a fire pit up front uh that they're going to be able to use for special campfire entertainment after dark which sounds really i cool. love that because it, we will see like the Peanuts characters in their like cowboy outfits there which is like some of my favorite costumes so i'm sure they're going to do something really good about that <laughs> Uh, one word of warning, they are keeping uh, Woodstock's airmail ride, uh, which I believe is it's kind of like a little hang glider thing. Mm -hmm. It's a Dumbo style, but you're lying uh, flat on your stomach. Uh, and if you are a fully grown adult male, that one can be a little uncomfortable. So watch <laughs> out for the restraints on that one. Uh, <laughs> definitely, that was built for kids. Um, no. <laughs> but uh, there's going to have uh, new decor and menus in the Grizzly Lodge dining hall, um, a new Camp Snoopy store, so much to see. And uh, they're going to kick off um, they're, all of this uh, in Memorial Day of 2024. Uh, but... Uh, if you can't wait that long, they've got a special peanut celebration running from January 27th through February 25th of uh, this coming year. Uh, 
that you can check out if you've got a Knott's Berry Farm season pass. I love it. Yeah, I mean, it's like last summer they went hard with the reimagining of Fiesta Village. Mm -hmm. This coming summer, same difference. So great to hear. And hopefully this will uh, distract us from the fact that uh, Montezuma's is uh, not coming back anytime no. soon. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And for one last piece of news in the queue, uh, this one came as a little bit of a surprise, at least to me. Um, they have not finished the first Disney Story Living Community that's under construction out by Palm Springs, but they have already announced the second story living by Disney community. This one is called Asteria and it is coming to North Carolina. Yeah, this was quite shocking. I feel like it just came out of the blue last week. Yeah, I did not did not have that one on my bingo card for this year. Uh, but if you have always dreamed of living uh, not far from uh, Raleigh, Durham or Chapel Hill, um, and you want to live in a Disney designed uh, community. I do. Um, uh, but the uh, Cotino, which is coming to Palm Springs, is a little too deserty for you. Uh, <laughs> you want a little more greenery. Um, this one uh, is going to take over 1,500 acres in the town of Pittsboro in Chatham County, which is in North Carolina. And it will include 4,000 residential units with various home styles, ranging from single family to multifamily homes, uh, some of which will be designated for 55-year-old and over seniors. Uh, and they are focusing on the natural beauty of the area with lots of neighborhood parks, walking trails, and water features. Oh, definitely. Yeah. The, the location definitely makes sense. Uh, North Carolina is such a big, you know, like retirement. Mm-hmm destination a lot of people especially you know after the pandemic people in the northeast moving down here and whatnot uh, so i think the location is great i mean i'm still holding out hope to live in golden oak so I think I'll, <laughs> I'll wait on this all right well I'll, I'll i'll be sure to visit you there yeah. once you move into your mansion uh but in the meantime <laughs> um this one uh is going to offer uh their homeowners uh a club uh that it's going to have a wellness and recreation center, um, swimming pools, community gardens, but it's also going to have enrichment programming from Disney, uh, including storyteller storytelling dinners inspired by Disney tales uh, and lessons with Disney artists uh, and other uh, family fun activities themed Ooh. around Disney. Um, and this is not uh, a kind of isolated community off on its own. It is actually part of uh, Chatham Park, which is uh, an established master plan community that's been there for uh, nearly 15 years. Uh, so there's already, you know, some established infrastructure. Uh, you're not going to be in the middle of nowhere. Right. Yeah. No, but this is really cool. I'm excited for this uh, and the Palm Springs Katina. So it's very interesting stuff. Uh, all of this is kind of just in the early planning and concept phase. But if you want to get in on the ground floor, uh, you can sign up for an email list by going to storylivingbydisney.com slash Asteria. All right. Well, that is going to wrap up our news in the queue. Uh, before we get into this week's main attraction, which is going to be a long one. Uh, we are going to first hear a brief word 
from our sponsors. The Attractions Podcast is brought to you by MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. Whether your next vacation is a magical trip to the theme parks, an exciting adventure to the pyramids of Egypt, or just a relaxing cruise on the turquoise waters of the Bahamas, MEI Travel provides premium service and expert advice to help you get the most of your vacation. They are always free of any hidden fees or costs to you. Visit them at mei-travel.com. It's time for the main attraction. And this week's main attraction, we have a huge long list of things that are going to be new at Disneyland in 2024. Some of which we knew about, some of which we just talked about, and some of which uh, we did not quite see coming. Yes, this was the first time ever that Disneyland released, like, they revealed everything in one yeah. swoop. It was a huge, year. huge info dump. Yeah, uh, so I, I don't know why they did it. I mean, they were making a big deal of it being the first time ever. Um, I think it's good for planning, but yeah. Yeah, and you this actually... Uh, if if this seems a little uh, dated to you because you're really up on everything, this was literally posted as we were finishing up last week's uh, podcast. So it's all like I, I we signed off from the podcast and I checked my email and I was like, oh, all right, <laughs> we got to talk about that next week. So yes. uh, Disneyland, a lot of events in 2024. <laughs> Disneyland has a jam-packed 2024. They do not have any, uh, you know, big all-new e-tickets opening, but they've got a lot of additions, reimaginings, uh, new entertainment, uh, and it, so it adds up to a pretty big slate. Um, uh, a few of the highlights uh, that we're going to be talking about are uh, a new Pixar parade. Uh, new characters, Phantasmic uh, coming back with uh, a new old scene, um, more special events, uh, and uh, of course, uh, we're going to touch on just a little bit Tiano's Bayou Adventure. Um, we already talked about all the Disneyland After Dark events, which are going to kick off in January. Um, but also kicking off in January, we have the return of Lunar New Year, which is going to run at DCA from January 23rd through February 18th. That's a great festival. They have some really great bites. And even more important, yep. the live entertainment with that is so good. Yes, absolutely. Uh, they do a great New Year procession uh, featuring Mulan and Mushu. Uh, they bring out some great characters uh, this year, since uh, it's the year of the rabbit. Maybe we'll see Oswald out there. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, uh, I'm sorry, I, 2023 was the year of the rabbit. So we did see Oswald. 2024 is the year of the dragon. Uh, so I'm guessing Mushu Ooh. will definitely be front and center. Yes. And maybe uh, maybe Raya. Who yes. Knows? They'll, they'll um, do some good Mushu uh, merch. Yes. Time. Uh, but uh, we uh, there's great food, uh, there's great entertainment, and also keep a look out for a special pre-show for World of Color that they've done in the last few years. Uh, next up in February, they are going to be celebrating gospel on February 17th and 24th uh, with gospel concerts in the Fantasyland Theater at Disneyland Park. Uh, sadly, the Tale of the Lion King show is going dark in January, 
We don't have a full-time replacement, uh, but this one uh, is going to feature Marvin Sapp headlining on February 17th and Tasha Cobbs Leonard highlight, uh, headlining on February 24th, along with some local choirs. Love it. And then what I am very excited for in the new year is the final finished revamp of the Pixar Place Hotel. They've done this very interesting because it's been open as they slowly change and open. Yeah, it's it's, it. it's been a little piecemeal. Uh, yeah. And it's been kind of awkward staying there as a guest while all this renovation has been going on. Um, but I am looking forward to seeing uh, January 24th uh, is the day it will all officially be finished. And yes. I, I tell you, I've got DVC points there and I cannot find a room uh really? I, I, yeah it's actually easier right now i don't know what's going on maybe uh the you know the new rebranding is causing a surge of interest but like i can find discounted rooms at uh grand californian or disneyland hotel i can't find anything right now at pixar place so i don't know what's going on wow demand uh, i guess everyone's yep. going there's so many deals in 2024 with tickets and whatnot i mean yep. that totally makes sense uh so uh, we've talked a bunch about this hotel. Uh, we've got renderings of the new rooms and the lobby. Um, the splash pad is open and uh, that um, chicken and waffle restaurant is coming downstairs. Uh, all of it at the end of January. Um, the next one that is up is in February, the 22nd and 23rd. They're going to be celebrating Anaheim Duck Days uh, for all of you ice hockey fans. Yes. I've never done this, actually, but I'm always, like, curious. I mean, I'm not a sports person, but I, I love what they do, and they kind of take over the all of Hollywood land, and there's, you yep. know, photos, and, you know, they have a bunch of athletes come. So it looks really fun. Yeah. Uh, taking over that portion of California Adventure for those two days. Uh, if you are a fan of the hockey team, uh, you can get some photos with uh, present and past um, members of the team and uh, check out all of the events. Um, the next big one after that is Disney California Adventures Food and Wine Festival running March 1st all the way through April 22nd. Seems like it grows a little bit bigger every year. It just gets stronger every year. <laughs> And uh, what I'm wondering is if maybe there's only uh, one USB key that still has Soren over California's ride video over it. So maybe they'll have to uh, take it out of Epcot when they ship it back over to DCA where it belongs. Uh, it is, uh, aside from the food and wine, of course, the best reason to go to food and wine is the ability to see the original Soren uh, where it belongs back at DCA. Yes, that's always fun. It's a great festival. That's one of my favorite of all the, you know, domestic park food festivals. They have such good, you know, they really source like local ingredients. Mm -hmm. This is on California. So it's avocados, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I really love the theming of that. The only uh, the only thing that I will say is a mark against it. Uh, it's, you know, DCA does not have the elbow room that Epcot does. Um, and it can get pretty congested with the booths along mm -hmm. the parade corridor. And uh, it gets a little confusion, confusing with the system they have where you can order from different booths at one booth and then pick up. Um, so sometimes the wait, wait can be uh, a little longer than it seems uh, here in Epcot because of the complicated system. But yes. the food awesome. quality is generally worth it. Yes. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Well, uh, next up, we talked a little earlier about the Disneyland After Dark Star Wars Nights. Uh, those are going to kind of overlap with Season of the Force, which is returning April 5th through June 2nd to celebrating all things Star Wars. And the big thing this year is going to be new locations coming to Star Tours. The adventures continue. Um, they teased that these uh, new destinations will involve Ahsoka, uh, who uh, was seen in the Clone Wars and then popped up on The Mandalorian and uh, spun off now to her own show. Um, and we know that these are also going to come to Hollywood Studios and Paris, uh, but it looks like uh, they might come first to Disneyland in Anaheim starting April 5th. Yes, I, I love to hear that. It's nice to uh, give a little refresh to such a classic attraction. <laughs> My other favorite thing uh, that they have announced that's new for this year's season of The Force is that they are going to finally pipe in Star Wars movie music throughout Galaxy's Edge only at night when the fireworks are going off in the rest of the park. Uh, and I think this is very clever. I have always recommended people to uh, load uh, the soundtrack to the original Return of the Jedi, not the special edition, uh, on their, their iPhone. And uh, with headphones, listen to Yub Nub uh, <laughs> while the fireworks are going off. Um, this will be the next best thing. Uh, hopefully, they will edit together a soundtrack that will sync up um, with the regular fireworks uh, and finally give us uh, the Star Wars fireworks show at Disneyland that we wanted all this time. Yeah, this is a really cool concept. So it's like yeah. you're going to be having a totally different experience just because you're in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, so uh, also during this period of time, Hyperspace Mountain is coming mm -hmm. back. So good. Um, so uh, and... Um, yeah, I really enjoy, I'm a Star Wars fan, and uh, there's plenty of Star Wars in Disneyland year-round, but this just kind of cranks it up to 11. So. Oh, I mean, there's just something about that iconic soundtrack, and on being on that attraction, it's like, mm -hmm. it hypes you up. Yeah. Um, also, coming uh, around the same time, uh, from April 26th through August 4th, uh, both parks are going to be celebrating Pixar Fest. Uh, this was a celebration that we had uh, a few years back in 2018. Uh, and then uh, I did not see this one coming back, uh, but it is back better than ever because they've got a brand new parade called Better Together, a Pixar Pals celebration that's going to be rolling through DCA. And more importantly, you will get mm. to see in the flesh all five members of Four Town, <laughs> the iconic boy band. <laughs> uh, yes. Well, I, I would say the important thing was seeing uh, May in her oh, red yeah. panda form in the fur. <laughs> Um, but if you are more concerned about the boy band's flesh, that is up to you. <laughs> Uh, yes, and I love uh, this concept album. If you or the concept album, concept artwork uh, of this float with May and the boy band. If you if you zoom in on the high resolution version, the stock artwork that they've pasted in for the faces of the boy band is pretty hilarious. Yes. Um, 
but uh, <laughs> yeah, she uh, May first appeared um, earlier this year at Shanghai Disneyland. This is going to be her first appearance in a U.S. park. Um, this is going to be uh, a replacement for the short-lived Pixar. I'm sorry, for the former Pixar Play Parade. Um, and uh, it is also uh, going to include a float featuring uh, the Luxo Junior Pixar lamp. Yes. Uh, I think this lamp is float is probably recycled from the old Pixar play parade, but it looks like they slapped a bunch of new stickers, stickers on yes. it. Stickers, yes. So yay stickers. <laughs> yay stickers. And it's like, yes, when you look at the uh, the concept art, it's like the resolution of the stickers doesn't even match the resolution <laughs> yeah. of the artwork underneath. It's, 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 it's really pretty great. Yeah, it's, it's, it's super janky. Okay. Um, also next door, they are going to bring, be bringing back at Disneyland Park the Together Forever Pixar Nighttime Spectacular, uh, which is a fireworks show that also debuted back in 2018. Uh, not all that well received. Uh, everyone loved the floating uh, house from Up with all mm -hmm. the balloons. And uh, there was uh, Buzz Lightyear who flew around the castle. Um, but it was kind of just a clip show. Um, this one, at least, will have some new clips. Uh, we know that Coco and Up are coming back. Uh, but they've said that there will be some brand new sequences included as well. Yes, that will be interesting. I think it'll, you know, get a little refresh. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, the other, uh, big element of the Pixar Fest will be opportunities, uh, to meet new characters. Uh, in addition to May from Turning Red, you're going to be able to meet Ember and Wade from Elemental. Uh, this is also the first time they've, uh, appeared in a Disney park. Yes. And we don't know exactly what this, the depth of the meet will be, you know, mm -hmm. so, uh, I'm excited to see what we find out when we get more information. Yeah. All right. Moving on to next May, uh, on May 24th, the big day, the return of Fantasmic. Um, yeah, there was that big fire. Uh, Fantasmic has been uh, missing in action for quite a while. <laughs> yes. But it will come back. Um, it will still have uh, a battle scene between Sorcerer Mickey and Maleficent. But uh, Maleficent will not be in the form of a giant animatronic dragon. No, um, whether that. whether she's just in her witch form up on a giant big lift or whether it's just projections. Um, it would be strange to think that the uh, dragon in uh, Walt Disney World's Fantasmic will be the best dragon. Because um, that certainly didn't used to be true. But... Something we can be very happy about is that the new returning Fantasmic will reinstate the Peter Pan scene. Um, yes, I've been very excited about that. Yes. If you don't uh, remember, uh, a big section in the middle of the show is when the sailing ship Columbia comes out and they do a stunt scene as the boat sails past uh, the shoreline. Um, and originally that featured Peter Pan and Hook, um, and it had great visuals. It had great pacing. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Then they changed it up to a Pirates of the Caribbean segment that um, was supposed to rely on projection mapping uh, onto the boat, which never quite worked real well. Right. And I, I never felt like the stunts were as clear 
there was a lot more talking than actual action. Um, and uh, it just didn't have the same oomph as the Peter okay. Pan version. So I'm so excited to see uh, Peter Pan and Hook coming back for the first time since 2017. Wow, yes. And what I'm excited about, one of my favorite times of the year at Disneyland is their Halloween time. We have the yes. characters and amazing costumes. And this year, it usually starts like the second-ish week of September, mm -hmm. late the first week. It is not starting in September. It is starting in August. They are apparently taking a page from Orlando. Or in Orlando, we we now start Halloween. Like, yeah, like yeah, like yeah, my birthday, uh, August eighteenth, <laughs> even earlier. Uh, yes, August twenty third through October thirty first, the uh, super extended Halloween time celebration coming back to the Disneyland Resort. Oogie Boogie Bash will be back, though we don't know the exact dates or details on that one. Um, but uh, based on the photos that they distributed, we're going to see Halloween come back and Halloween screams fireworks at Disneyland Park. Yes. Love Oogie Boogie. So good. And then, of course, around that time, they also have the Plaza de la Familia, mm -hmm. which celebrates Dia de los Muertos. It's such a wonderful addition to the park. It kind of overtakes the Paradise Gardens area where there's yes. all... And I uh, love the uh, memory wall where you could write a little note and hang it. Uh, incredible entertainment, food. Yeah. It is just like they really do a great job with that. Yeah, and, and the musical celebration of Coco that they do, mm -hmm. especially when the mariachi divas uh, are performing with them, really one of the best street shows uh, in the Disney parks for sure. Um, and then I can't believe we're we're not at Christmas yet, but we're already talking about holidays at the Disneyland Resort kicking off November 15th of 2024, uh, running, we're sure, through at least New Year's. Um, but, uh, you know, they confirmed Haunted Mansion Holiday. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Short of specifically confirming Haunted Mansion Holiday is a small world. Uh, but they they implied that the uh, favorite seasonal overlays will be back. Um, uh, I'm sure we've got plenty of time before we get details on that. But just the fact that we have starting dates for all of these big events. I can't remember ever, uh, ever having all of this uh, no. so early. No, no they, they, they never have done that. Um, it's crazy. But I mean, I guess... You know, if you book a trip, really, a lot of people book trips really far in advance. And, you know, it's kind of a bummer if you're like, oh, no, uh, you know, Halloween's yeah. not starting till next week. And No, no, no. It, the, the travel agent in me uh, is very appreciative of having this stuff. Uh, you know, it was a big info dump, but uh, it's it's greater. It's much better than getting it after you need the, the information. Absolutely. I mean, and it, you're, you're kind of crushed when you miss something if it's just by a few days, you know. Absolutely. So I'm glad. Uh, Unfortunately, the one big date we do not have is an opening date for Tiana's bio adventure. Uh, we just know it will open sometime in 2024. We're guessing later 2024. Um, this is the Princess and the Frog takeover of Splash Mountain. Uh, we do know it's going to have new animatronics, new music, uh, and a brand new theme uh, based around Tiana's um, food cooperative. Uh, and going into a uh, abandoned salt mine to get spices for her special uh, celebration dish. Yeah. Uh, Downtown Disney's reimagining still continuing throughout the year. We don't have any 
uh, additional specific dates for new openings, but we uh, we know that um, there's a new food hall coming, and also we are waiting on Paso and Centrico as well as Din Tai Fung. Yes, I am so excited to have Din Tai Fung there. We can get all the soup dumplings. You might want to start waiting in line for that one now. It's going to uh, be wild. Famously, they have you know long, long waits for a table there, uh, but it's going to be worth it. Uh, plenty of stuff coming in 2024 to look forward to all across the Disneyland Resort. And uh, like I said, I planned my trip kind of deliberately in between some of these things because I, you know, I knew I wasn't going to uh, go to these events. Uh, so you might want to plan and look for those gaps uh, if you're not particularly interested uh, to avoid those crowds. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you don't care about Halloween, go the week yeah. before it oh, starts yeah. and yep, you'll yep. probably be golden. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, that just about is going to bring us uh, to the end of this week's news. Um, but before we go, first of all, we are going to check in uh, and see some comments uh, left. Um, our fellow correspondent for Attractions Magazine, John Self, uh, was uh, wishing us a good stream. Uh, he's, for change, not working in <laughs> Amazing. Um, but he agrees with you that both turkey items and the vegan tamale at Epcot's Festival of the Holidays are great choices. Magic City Mayhem, our friend, checking in, uh, saying that the temptation not to run over and work from home in world <laughs> celebration in this crisp weather is right. real. For real, uh, it um, is a, a beautiful, uh, crisp, Fall day anywhere else. Uh, this is Florida winter. Uh, this is the best that we're going to get. Um, Disney fan 1955 checking in to say hello. hello. David from Sebring, Florida. Uh, he's been a Disneyland fan, fan and collector for over 50 years. And he has a question. Do we know why Tomorrowland Theater is not being used? That's an excellent question. There's actually quite a bit of underused theater space in uh, Disneyland. Um, you know, we're going to have the Fantasyland Theater going dark soon. We've still got the Hyperion Theater and DCA not being used. Um, I think the question, the, the, the issue is, uh, nothing that has been in the Tomorrowland Theater recently has gotten particularly high, uh, GSATs or, uh, guest counts. Uh, doesn't get all the, that many turnstile clicks. Um, and, uh, I guess they don't feel that the investment in labor, especially entertainment labor, which right. is often higher paid, uh, is, uh, worth it. Uh, I think that's a shame. Um, I, I like having things in places like the Tomorrowland theater where I can just go and escape into the air conditioning, uh, and, you know, rest my feet for a little while. Uh, bring back Captain EO. Well, okay, maybe oh. not bring back Captain EO. Bring back <laughs> Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Yes. Right, maybe, well, maybe not like that. Um, as long as we, I mean, the the uh, Path of the Jedi film that ran in there, I think kind of ran its course. Uh, they'd have to do a lot of re-editing and updating on that to bring that back. Um, so I don't know. What what would you like to see out in there? I don't know, uh, but I it, do. Let like us know. Yeah, I, I like to like sit somewhere, you know, like that's yeah. why I love like Animation Academy. Like I Absolutely. love that experience because yeah. it's mm -hmm. great, but I also like just like sitting for a little bit. So yes. I am all for live entertainment. 
Uh, Michael Bingham checking back in, uh, saying he's going to be there in March of yes. 2024 at Disneyland, uh, but he's heartbroken to be missing Disney Channel. Oh, night. no. Sorry. Uh, and uh, <laughs> and he's also very excited to see uh, Peter and Captain Hook back at Fantastic. Yes. All right. Well, I think that will just about wrap up our uh, comments from our viewers. Um and uh, before we go, we need to give one last thank you to MEI and Mouse Fan Travel. We want to remind everyone to please give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to us, whether that be Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And please follow us at attractionsmagazine.com and search for Attractions Magazine on all your favorite social media platforms. Carly, where on socials can folks find you yes i am on instagram at adventures by carly and on a twitter x whatever at carly caramata you can find me on all the platforms at s Kaberski, and you can find my new 2024 unofficial Ooh. guidebooks at the unofficial guides.com until next week we hope that you folks stay safe try something new but most importantly have fun we will see you all again next time Take care. Bye.